Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you had a great weekend, and it's always nice to get back and be with you. And I like Mondays. I think they're great, and it gets the week started off. We've got a great show. Patrick is going to join me in just a minute, and then the Monday afternoon mix is going to uh, be next. So that's going to be the first hour. Looking forward to it. Um, Patrick is not only my friend uh and a colleague from the great state of Iowa and the prestigious town of uh, West Des Moines, but he's uh, a faithful friend to the show. I always say a merry heart is like good medicine, and I always like to start with a merry heart. Patrick, welcome. Uh, Thank you for having me here. I'm happy to report, by the way, because I know you've been uh, anticipating this, but my uh, membership to the Nonconformist Club has been approved. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they said they'll be sending the uh, the costume, the uniform that I have to wear. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then I take the pledge, and uh, yeah, then, then I will officially be in. I'll be a, a nonconformist. I like yes. that. So I was reading yeah. in the paper today that a recent study shows drinking two to three cups of coffee a day could help you live longer. So even if you don't actually live longer, you'll be awake longer, which will make you feel like you're living longer. Seems like it's all in the semantics. Well, I don't know. I, I was kind of doing the math on that. Uh, I mean, uh, let's just – like if you sleep eight hours a night, if you just went down to seven, that's an extra seven hours a week of activity. That's 350 hours a year. That's that's about 15 days, you know, over uh, a 50-year lifespan. That's 750 days. You go, that's an extra two years of life. <laughs> that's not so bad, is it? <laughs> All thanks to coffee. Yeah. All thanks to just not sleeping so much yeah. and uh, staying awake just a little bit more each day. I'm concerned you've got a little too much time on your hands. I Well, I have extra time because of the coffee. <laughs> 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 That's the problem is I get the extra hours and I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, uh, I had read a similar thing that if you replaced coffee with tea, uh, that you could remove any joy out of life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That you have remaining. I, I love my that. coffee. I do have one cup in the afternoon. I think it gives me a nice little burst uh, of caffeine right before the show. So I do have that cup. And it does not keep me yeah. up at night. I, I can fall asleep um, easily at night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can as well. In but theory. I, I, it's staying asleep has is, is always been kind of you know, my difficulty. I just have never been good at staying asleep. I don't know how I got through childhood because noises wake me up very easily and I grew up in a very noisy household. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I'm not sure how, how that worked. I mean, there was a time when my two brothers and I all slept in the same room. Oh, how'd that work? It did not work well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We shared a closet, a room, and a dresser. I love and that. somehow, yeah, uh, of course, you know, back then, it's, it, I think, and my mom would make things very simple for us. Since I was getting all the hand-me-downs, it, it, nothing ever left the room, you know. That's it's beautiful. Just, yeah, just move over to that next drawer in the dresser. That's now your stuff, you know. <laughs> That's kind of how it worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
my friend uh, Bill, who is his birthday today, he shared a room with three brothers. So it was always, uh, you know, lots of guys knocking around and in the basement. And it was, uh, you know, I don't think he would have had it any other way. No, no, no. In in retrospect, of course, you yeah. look back and, uh, you know, my kids each have their own room. They've slept in it practically from day one. You know, they they I ne- they never had that separation of putting a kid in a crib and they're they're crying. It was like get out, I'm mm-hmm. sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I don't think they, they uh, you could say, oh gosh, they're spoiled. No, no, mm-hmm. I mean, you just don't know any differently. And when you grow up, my, my neighbors had 14 kids, and the house was nearly identical to ours, so it was probably a five bedroom home, six tops. I said, okay, 14 children and a mom and dad. Uh, there was a lot of doubling and tripling up no, over there. there. had to have been. Yeah. Yeah. So totally fun. I, I'm at the gym yeah. today, Patrick, and I uh, yeah. see this guy, and I, he strikes up a conversation with me. And after about 30 seconds of talking to him, I look at his T-shirt, and he's got a, a Faith Radio T-shirt on. And <laughs> I didn't see it right away because I was busy, no. you know, talking to him for the first time. And I thought, right. Oh, and you're thinking he probably wants my autograph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking anything other than, okay. um, then we were just having a friendly chat and I saw his t-shirt and I, I said, Oh, you know, faith radio, um, you, I, I have the afternoon show there. And he said to me, Oh, I got this t-shirt for free. I'm not a person of faith. <laughs> oh, but you're wearing it. Yeah. But he said, you know, they were, I got a free T-shirt, so I wear all kinds of T-shirts. And I said, well, thank you for, A, being a friendly guy that talks to people and mm. always having a smile on your face and then doing some nice free advertising for the station. Yeah. That's interesting. So uh, it, was he aware that, you know, it, it that he said he wasn't a person of faith, but he was willing to put on uh, a T-shirt from a Christian based radio station yep. network. Yep. And he was aware of that, right? That that's what it was. It wasn't like, you know, you, you know, those people that put on a, a t-shirt that's in a foreign language and you say, you know, I actually speak some of that language and <laughs> that that may not say what you think it says. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> it wasn't he, like that, was it? But he said, no, he said, I get the nicest reactions from people when I wear this shirt, whether I'm at the gym or the grocery store or wherever he goes, I get the nicest response t- from people when I have this shirt on. Well, you, so our one oh seven one here is is um, you know our, our our station. The number of stickers I see in car windows, I've, I either I'm always behind somebody that listens to the radio station here, uh, or a lot a lot. I mean, must it's got to be a lot of people, or just coincidentally, I'm behind you know the same handful of people. But I see them all over the place. Now, that might just be one of those things like, you know, you buy a, a purple car and suddenly you see purple cars everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you 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 know, you're, you're on a, a radio station, you're on a radio show that's on a station, and suddenly you're just aware of how many people. I see them at the gym. I see yeah. a lot of uh, the T-shirts, in fact. Uh, so people love to advertise it, whether they're people of faith or not, I don't know the yeah. answer. That's surprising. And I found it interesting because he proceeded to sort of tell me that he's not a person of faith, but he is a really good guy and does a tremendous amount of volunteer work and really helps people. And I said, that's beautiful. I said, 
That is uh, th- that is incredibly uh, great. That's awesome. Now I'm mm-hmm. hoping over the next you know several months I'll have many more opportunities to have conversation with him. But um, that's just how it started. And I thought that was interesting that he Wait. was quick to tell me how many volunteer things he does and how he helps people. Yeah, I, well, that's that. You know, I I don't want to say that there's. You know, he he's wearing a, a shirt that probably nobody's commented on before. Uh, that happened to be from the station. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. But there, know, he uh, said there's two people at the gym that have commented on it, and they are professing Christians. So, you know, the fact that he's wearing that shirt means he's going to get hopefully ganged up on by some people that are going to want to share <laughs> share Christ with them. Yeah. You know, would you like a spot or? <laughs> yes. Yes. No. Yeah. That. Well, I think I see a lot of. Um, shirts like that at the gym. So I, I think people are, of course, I see ones from the church all over the place. So, you know, I go to a large church. It, uh, apparently it's one of the, uh, it's a big one here, uh, not just here, but in the country. And uh, people proudly wear those shirts. And I never stop to think that somebody might stop you and ask about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. it's, you- it's not quite like, remember the old days of, you know, like, Shackley, you know, lose weight now. Ask me how, and the, the button was about six inches in diameter <laughs> on the guy's lapel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never talked to that guy. Okay, yeah. But Do if you... I see somebody, and if I see if I saw somebody with a faith radio shirt down here, I'd immediately walk up to them. Yeah. Now, yeah. when you see a, a guy like at the gym, and he'll have maybe a, a scripture verse tattooed on his arm, or something like that, or a big cross, or something. Do you ever connect and say, "I love the verse," or? Love the uh, cross. Yes. Do you ever make comments about uh, ink on people? I do. Okay. I do. And, 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 and I, there was a guy with a shirt today that he had. Uh, now I wish I could remember. This is it's embarrassing. But it um, he had something that was kind of a twist on a Bible phrase. And it really caught me as clever. You know, it, was, it was quite clever. And I, I mentioned him. I said, that is clever. It was, you know, something about, you know, striving to move forward mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh but it was b- biblically based and, and but he had, he had it twisted a little bit just to, to make it kind of like hip yeah uh i guess hip and modern and so that i yeah if i see a shirt if i if i see a radio station shirt or a church shirt or if i see a, a phrase and then yeah the tattoo will always get my attention because i say that's a commitment yeah no kidding yeah. You must really like that Bible phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it gives people a chance to, you know, be friendly with other people and identify other believers in an environment. It's kind of nice. Yeah, well, it's now, and I don't know if this has been your uh, experience, but very often if I see somebody with a, a Bible phrase tattooed on, you know, somewhere, I, I know that I'm, chances are very good that I'm looking at somebody that went through some difficult times and God pulled them through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you work with, as you know, people that are in recovery, and a lot of times you'll see Bible phrases because that was somebody that hit bottom and God was there for them. And when they got out of it, they just said, I'm putting it right here. Yeah. They want to you know, be reminded I'm, constantly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see the serenity prayer sometimes, but you'll yeah, you'll 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 see biblical phrases on people that maybe had a very rough patch. Yeah. All right, and Patrick. God got them through. Yeah. Amen to that. I'm going to take a little break when I come back. I want to talk about the uh, verses in scripture about standing firm because we need to do that more than ever nowadays. Patrick Albanese is my guest. 
He's my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa. We'll be right back after a short break. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting MyFaithRadio.com. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. My head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. All right, that walk-up music belongs to Patrick Albanese, my friend from Iowa and the great prestigious town of West Des Moines. Patrick, I want to talk today in a time remaining about standing firm. Uh, I see people wavering and I have conversations with people and they're, they're not standing firm. So I, I just want to go through some of these Great, powerful verses in Scripture. So I think now, are you really sure you want to talk about this? Oh no, talk about something. I'm standing firm on this one. Just so okay, you know. I'm not budging. It's a little test. I was just, uh, just, just testing. Yeah, you're baiting, okay. you're baiting me there a little bit. I don't like that. I, I do. Yeah, I, yeah, gotcha. I like it though. All right. Yeah. First one is one I think we're a lot of are we're all familiar with Ephesians chapter six verse eleven. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. So. We will be able to stand firm when we put on the full armor of God. Mm, yes. And, and it seems like these days it's very apparent that we're going to need it. Yes, absolutely. And it, it's <laughs> followed, yeah. fo- followed up yeah. with Ephesians yeah. 6.13 that says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Because usually the winners are the ones that are left standing in battle. The ones on the ground are the ones that are not doing so well. The people who are standing at the end of the battle are the victors. When when you say not doing so well, that, yeah. (laughs) You're down, yeah. 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 Goliath was down. Yes. He was down, and then he got his head cut off. Okay. First Peter, chapter 5, verse 9 says, But resist him, stand firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. So if we think of all the persecution that's going on amongst the Christian community around the world, um, we can stand firm in our faith, knowing many, many others are around the world suffering much worse than we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, uh, I like that, you know, and, and sometimes I, you know, we've been through so much in the, just the last couple of years and, you know, I think we'll, as a society as a whole, we'll rethink a lot of the choices that were made and the decisions that were made. But the one that from the day it started uh, till now that has always perplexed me is during the whole COVID experience, we, we shut down churches. And there were pastors that got arrested for holding a, a service in a parking lot even. And uh, I think that was a big eye opener for me in saying, you know, this this is real, you know, like you say, people are suffering all around the world. But the it, it certainly let me know the persecution is on the way. 
And I think that was uh, because none of it made sense. But I think that was the start for uh, of an awakening for me that, oh, my, this is the real thing happening. These, you know, the forces of evil are serious. Mm-hmm. Indeed, they and are. They will take advantage of any opportunity to take a dig at your faith. And how many people haven't made it back to church after that? Yeah. Yeah. It's very effective. Yeah. Got to stay firm. Yeah. All right. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So again, keep the main thing, the main thing and be steadfast, stand firm in your faith. Hmm. First things first and in that order. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to say as, much more. As grandma used to say. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. It says, Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Now, there's certainly a lot of division in the faith today. There's all kinds of um, uh, argument, division, all kinds of stuff. So uh, Paul tells us that we need to stand together for the faith of the gospel. Always good. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But I'm seeing a theme of this standing firm, by the way. Well, that was the whole point. Yes. Yeah. No, then no, I, would, I like it. I would find these verses and collect them, and then there would be a theme. So I, I, I like how perceptive you are. I like that. All right. First, well, and I want to. But I want to ask you a question. So, what got that started? Were you? Did you have an experience that said, you know, stand firm, and then because I know how you work, and you can go down the rabbit hole, as they say, of the internet, and say. Uh, let me dig out the Bible, Concordium, and then and, and and I want to see about standing firm. What what got you started on standing firm, or had you just read one passage and said, "Boy, those words are are they're sticking out on me right now." I wonder how many more references I can find of it. Yeah, because I, I, I'm always it, curious how you find these topics. At yeah, times. that started. That's exactly how it started. I think I was reading um, in First Corinthians, which I've added to the list as well, and it yeah. was on. Uh, chapter 16, verse 13, that it says, be on the alert, stand firm in your faith, act like men, be strong. Okay, so stand firm is what stood out for you. Yes. Yes. Would you, why would that be? I'm just curious. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a thing we need to be reminded of, but mm-hmm. uh, why did they, and at that particular moment, that caught you. Yeah, I think there's just so much division right now. There, there's there's okay. so much... Um, uh, there's so many challenging relationships and, and there's, there's hatred in the world and there's uh, people that need uh, Christ and you need to stand firm in your convictions and share the gospel. Yeah, yeah. In fact, didn't I, I think I sent you something almost along those exact uh, uh, lines uh, I had seen earlier from an essay. It says, if politics drives you to hate your neighbors and everyone who sees the world differently from you Instead of being angry with the centers of power that created the situation, uh, it's it's playing a very distorted role in your life. And and I've seen that, and I've seen it happen to me at times when I just started consuming too much news. And I said, I'm I'm being separated from the people I love because of differing viewpoints that other people are putting out there for me. And so you're you're so right about the division. It's it's very harmful what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So again, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on the alert, stand firm mm-hmm. in the faith. Now, I love this next three words, act like men, be strong. That's an interesting encouragement. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's funny because they've almost painted a picture of you're not supposed to even say that, are you? Right. Isn't it toxic or something to that effect? Yeah, right. Everything's, right. Everything's toxic. Everything good is toxic now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, Philippians chapter four, verse one. Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and and crown, in this way stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. So just a, it's a I thought it would be a good time to remind people how important it is to stand firm because you can be disappointed, you can feel beat up. And I've, I've had some ministry opportunities lately that I didn't feel went well, you know, but then mm, why would I think it should go well? It, why, when is it ever about me? It's about being obedient, standing firm in your faith and letting the Holy Spirit do the work. Yeah, that's a toughie because that gets into our own egos that we don't want to fail at something. We don't want, we want things to go well. We always want things to go well. But of course, you're right. God's in charge of that. Mm. Uh, And that encounter is an opportunity and it's like, let it sit. You never know. Yeah. Have have you ever had the experience of somebody you talked to that rejected, you know, rejected what you were talking about, let's say? Well, and yeah, then you. Years later. <laughs> yeah, then, <laughs> <laughs> Let me point out at one point it was one you. Up, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but I was very kind about the rejection. I, I did. I don't think I said, "Listen, you. I don't. You know, I don't want what you're selling." No, you were very um, nice about it. Yeah, but, but you were also but, standing your own ground, saying, "I'm not ready to be there. That that's not me. I don't want to be clumped into this group of people that are Christians. I, I want to. I, I'm I'm still thinking about it. I'm kicking the tires." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so uh, I don't know if you ever did anything that, you know, what you would have deemed at the time, you know, clumsy and said, you know, maybe I should have uh, approached him a little bit differently. You know, maybe I should have opened with a card trick. That always <laughs> works, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that the, the, the time passed and, and, and obviously the message was received. Yes. So I don't know if I'd be so hard on yourself about, you know, it's like, maybe, maybe you thought it didn't go well, but I bet it, I bet it went better than you think. Yeah. It, it, it always does. You just trust the Lord. You you suit up and you show up and you uh, declare the gospel and you let the Holy Spirit do the work. Again, just reminded that it's not about you. Uh, When you feel like you uh, didn't know if your words were heard um, or you had any impact, just trust God that, um, you were faithful and you declared his gospel and, and just leave it at that. Yeah. I think it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, you know, I'm, I, I need to take that uh, advice at home and just say, look, your mother said you got to clean your room and I, and I'm sticking to her plan because <laughs> I often let the kids, I, I don't stand firm sometimes even with my own kids. And yeah. it's a reminder actually to me, I say, Oh boy. You know, how are you going to be when the going gets tough? Yeah. Got a nice note from Shirley. She said, your prayers for the Faith Radio t-shirt guy could bring blessings in the days ahead. That's a good encouragement to me. So I'm going to stand firm. Patrick, thanks. Have have a great day. Hey, thanks. See you soon. Patrick Albanese has been my guest to get the day started. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, it's going to be the Monday afternoon mix with a special guest, Joanne Lundberg. We'll be right back.
I'm looking at my watch right now. What time is it? What time? What time? What time? Oh, I know what time it is. It's time for the Monday afternoon mix. 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 mix, mix it's time. Mix. It's here. Dun, you know, dun, dun. I'm I'm interested today in talking about grandparents and their legacy impact on the next generation. Anybody else interested in talking about that, or is it just me? I want to talk about it. I am totally up for talking about this, and so we we, we should get some help. I think we should get some help. Let's get some help. You know, I'm, let's not, get, a, let, let, I'm let, not a grandparent. Are you a grandparent? I'm not a grandparent, but you know, a few weeks ago we had Jaden on, and we were talking about the weekend he and I did. Yeah, yeah, and so, but that's only one piece of the puzzle. It takes a village to to raise and to disciple, and so well, this let's get good help is on that. Super cool and so, really good help. Yeah. So we are uh, deeply. Uh, Excited and pleasure to have Joanne Lundberg with us uh, from New Hope Church, who's the grandparents uh, director at our church, and super cool. And she's going to be sharing a little bit about herself, but also an upcoming surprise that I'll let her share. Um, but what's really wild is that Joanne had worked with our children's ministry for how many years, Joanne? 24. 24 years. And uh, a few years ago, felt uh, this transition and uh is now overseeing grandparents. And so any churches uh, listening right now, any people in our listening family, um, huge needed ministry. And so, Joanne, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Let's talk grandparents. Let's talk about how important they are. Okay. Um, Do you know who's the second most influential people in a child's life? Grandparents? Yep. Yeah, so, glad you, so glad you asked me that question. I feel like I had a fairly good chance of getting it right. You know, you could even say a grandparent because, you know, you just served it to us so very well. I was well. going to say, she's obviously a grandparent. I missed that one, yeah. I thought. I'm, I'm done. The kindness of which you did that, yeah, Joanne. Yeah, thank you, Joanne. That was very, very kind yeah. of you. Well, Joanne, when you say that and people, do, do you find that a number of grandparents are kind of like, what? Because culture has said that we're kind of done, we've had our time, and it's time for the next generation to take over. And uh, I think that's a mistake, because I think if you um, leave the grandparents out of the equation, you're just missing the great uh, disciple-makers, influencers. In fact, there was a, a TED Talk about what are your most influential years. Do you know what they are? 60s. Wow. Would wow. you believe that? Wow. So I was surprised and, of course, that motivated <laughs> to um, really get equipped to be intentional Christian grandparent. So not waste my time, not spend it all on me, like the culture is saying, but to invest it in the next generation and the next so, Joanne, tell us about the risks we need to start taking right away. Ooh, risks. I mean, um, there's, a, there's a risk, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, there's the dynamics of a, a grandchild that might come into your home that maybe the home that they're growing up in may not be as friendly to, to Christianity That's as true. the home that you live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to pray with them and have mm-hmm. them memorize scripture, and then they mm-hmm. go home and tell what happened to grandma yeah. and grandpa's and all of a sudden there's problems. Yep, and you might be forbidden to do that. Uh, Right. And that happens. And that's a risk. It is. And I think then you just go to your knees. I mean, when when can't God intervene? And I think there's opportunities even in that. Now, one that I learned about through the Legacy Coalition at 
the very first summit they did, Kevin Harper spoke on the power of the spoken blessing. And he talked about doing a blessing over our children well. I was lost in that. I had never had a blessing set over me. What? How do I do that? So I searched the scriptures. I found all kinds of blessings. Well, they were a little too hard for my young grandchildren to understand. So I prayed and asked God to help me to convert it. And now, seven years later, I am doing blessings every morning, texting to my older grandkids. And when my younger ones come, I put my hand on their shoulder or their head, and I say a blessing over them. Oh, I just have to share this little personal thing. My two-year-old granddaughter, Ruby, two, went over to her four-month-old brother and said, may the Lord bless you Aww. and keep you. Mm, that's so, so cute. Nobody turns down a blessing. Well, you adopt So you me. can always do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can always do that. You, you need to pray. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some... I know at the summit there's going to be a, a man that speaks. The summit, we'll talk about that later, um, named Rob Reno. And he talks about how to mend the gap with those adult children. And it might be that you have to ask forgiveness for something. Um, yeah, you might need to ask permission to share th- certain things with those grandkids. But I would say you can never stop praying and blessing, <laughs> loving. Mm-hmm. What about if the adult children also need to ask forgiveness to the parents? Yeah, that's on them, I guess. I, I guess so. Yeah. 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 You really can't force that yeah. one. I've had Rob Reno on the show a number of times. Have you? Yeah, oh, he's, wow. yeah he's, he's really, really good. good. Cool. Yeah. yeah, he's the keynote or one of the speakers at this conference. Yeah. It's He's really good. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, John, you hit upon something because uh, like in the Sermon on the Mount that we did, and it said, if you're on your way giving your gift and the Lord brings someone to mind, you know, so like you're saying, we need to address the things that God puts on our heart mm-hmm. to to go to people and uh, and to resolve those those various things. I just I want to go back to something that that you said that is huge. I'm, I mean, like full stop. We need to stop on this for a moment, especially today. You said it's always a good time to give a blessing, and just our culture, yeah. like. You know, there's some really beautiful things about our culture because our God is good and, and works beautifully even in the midst of bringing beauty out of ashes. Um, but there's a tenor sometimes that there's vitriol and stuff. So, you know, the blessing that a grandparent can give, not only to their grandchild, but even their grandchild's mm-hmm. friends. And, True. you know, and, you know, like, I think Rosie said, can I, would you adopt me? Because, like, Joanne... Grandparents just have this really sweet look to them and just this sweet aroma um, that it sounds like really cool when you get a blessing like that. And you always miss them. You know, you never have enough time in your life. You know, your grandparents pass on and it never seems like they were with you long enough, right? Because as a child, you miss their wisdom. You miss potentially their love. They just sow into you. But as an adult, maybe they've passed on and gone home, and you long for that, mm-hmm. you know? And yes. so to, for the world to tell grandparents and minimize their importance is, is telling us we don't need the love that they have to give us. And that's just not truth. Yeah. We always need to be poured in with love, especially the youngest generation. That's and their foundation. I would say this extrapolates because, you know, like when, when Paul opens up Second Timothy and he calls Timothy a son— 
you know, even though he wasn't his biological son, he was his spiritual son. And he goes on to talk about, I know your mother, uh, Lois, and grandmother Eunice. I might have those backwards. Um, but just the impact. And so one of the key figures, uh, you know, in society had a spiritual parent, grandparent. And when you look back at Acts chapter 16, 1, it talks about how you had Timothy, who was from uh, Derby. He was the child. He was a biracial child, the son of a Gentile and a Jewish woman. And we don't ever hear about his dad. And so even for you as who are driving uh, today, you know, um, being a, a, a spiritual and surrogate grandparent, because mm-hmm. my parents, my dad passed before my kids were born. My mom went home to be with the Lord. And, you know, Miss Sharon Thomas was a wonderful woman with Glory Bell Ministry. She was like a grandmother to my family. Is, it, is that your mother-in-law? No, it's actually... Uh, a dear woman that was in our church who started the ministry, her, gotcha. her husband, John. Gotcha. You just dropped that name real fast, and I didn't know if yep. people knew who you I, were talking about. I mentioned Glory Bound Ministry, which was a ministry that helps families of those who are going into treatment, like Teen Challenge. Gotcha. Helping to disciple the family to be prepared when that person comes back changed, because the family needs change too. But she became like uh, you know, a grand, grandmother to my kids and a mom to my wife and I. Beautiful. And so, you know, in the hunger of this generation, I'll say this last thing, and I want to want to go to you, Bill, and back to, our, to our, our special guest. I had a life group gathering of facilitators at my house, and there were pictures taken. And you know one of the sweetest pictures there is? It's a picture of my 17-year-old son, Jackson, feeding dessert to a woman who's like a grandma to him. Mm. He even goes by Grandma Nettie. But here's this high school mm. senior lovingly feeding dessert. And so don't let that be missed that the older generation, I mean, like, we are hungry for you guys. Like, we we so desperately need you. Mm-hmm. Joanne, how many grandkids do you have? Seven. And then do you, um, how often do you try to send them a message of, via text, a blessing? How okay, I do that? To the teenagers, I do it, well, actually to the school kids, I do it on Sunday night or Monday morning so that they read it Sweet. for school. Yeah. What, was, what was your relationship like with your grandmas? Mm, I only had one. Okay. Um, the other had died long before I was born. And yeah, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Really sweet relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what um, she shared with you or motivated you to do or... Did you embrace your faith in a stronger way because of her? Good question. Um, I knew of her faith. We'd, we'd take walks, and she'd talk about the Bible. Nice. Um, she took me. I, I went with her to Wednesday night hymn sings, and she only made it through a line, and then she cried the rest of the time, and I thought, weird. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> so you sing one line, and now you're crying. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but you know, it's it's a different time for grandparents right now. We're we're um, healthier. We have more um, at our disposal, more money, more time, more energy, more. Um, I guess we're just more active than my grandma was at my age. Pretty old. I mean, mm-hmm. she really seemed old and and very arthritic and I just think we're a little different yeah nowadays 
We're about 10 years younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And and going back to what you said about, you know, just the influential years being um, in the sixties. I mean, like you've had enough, you know, life experience, you know, heartache and um, difficult times. And, you know, our, our listening family had the pleasure earlier of listening to Patrick Albanese on the earlier program. And I got to hear this wonderful thing that these guys were talking about. And First Peter 5, 9, I heard uh, Patrick bang up and it says, you know, resist the devil, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And what better way to hear of testimony mm-hmm. than by grandparents? And we we sometimes just gloss over Scripture without thinking about it. Because, you know, we'll say things like, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. No, no, no. He's the father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. Like, we need to understand, and like how much the Bible would emphasize that multi-generational impact. Well, you know, we're, it, it, we're forgotten in three generations. You know, I, re- I know my grandma's name mm. and I know my great-grandma's name, but I don't know my great-great-grandma's name. Mm. But yet the role that grandparents play mm. is so critical in the life of their grandkids. And they are so dependent on having that loving input from grandparents. Mm-hmm. So I guess a question would be, Bill, before we go break, if, if someone's listening, you know, we're in some new times, so where would a grandparent who's listening to this find some helps? to minister and reach out to their grandkids? Mm, good question. Almost a radio tease, David Miles. <laughs> <laughs> you act like you know what you're doing, which I appreciate. Is that like the candy jar with the old ribbon candy that grandma had on her coffee table? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. My grandma, I think, had the butterscotch ones, Ooh, the little Werther's. Yeah. Those were yeah. good. Oh, those are yummy. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with lots more Monday Afternoon Mix with special guest Joanne Lundberg here with in studio. We're talking about grandparenting and their legacy impact on the next generation. It's very important. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We want to pray for you. We all need prayer. We would love to pray for you. The Faith Radio team is serious about prayer, and we pray for specific listener requests every week. Share your prayer requests with us anonymously and securely on our website at myfaithradio.com. Welcome back to the Monday Afternoon Mix. Pastor David Miles, Rosie B., special guest Joanne Lundberg in studio. We're talking about grandparents, and Joanne reminded me that grandparents is a noun and grandparenting is a verb. So that was very helpful, Joanne. Thank you for that. And when you were talking about sending blessings to your grandkids, I I, I was thinking, can you give some examples of some of your blessings? Okay, well, to my oldest ones, who have phones now. And how old can, would they be? Uh, 12 and 14. Okay. So this was their blessing she- on September 26th. Good morning. And then I have their names. May the Lord bless you this week and show you his favor. May he give you wisdom for every subject and provide you good friends. 
I love you, Grandma. Oh, that's very sweet. And then today's, um, their names, two, who are fearfully and wonderfully made by Almighty God. May he this week help you in all your tasks, fill you with peace and joy, and always keep you from the influence of the evil one. With love from Grandma. Killing mm, us. I wow. know. Oh, my goodness. I wow. asked the Lord. I said, what, what do you want to tell them today? Because when you give a blessing, you are really a conduit for God mm-hmm. to them. And I think you're, you're putting a hedge of protection, an umbrella over them. And I think in the long run, over the years, it will protect them. Can I tell one little story from Kevin Harper? Kevin Harper asked Chuck Colson, are there Jewish people in prison? Because he was thinking a blessing is said over them every week. And Chuck really had to pause and he said, boy, if there are, there's few. And so Kevin came to the conclusion that the blessing actually is a protection. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or a That's an direction. interesting point. Yeah. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how can it not be a hedge of protection around the lies of the enemy? When someone is telling you you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you're hearing messages such as that every week, how can that not be some sort of I, protection? You know, I think of bumper cars. And you have that that rubber that surrounds the car that when you bump into a wall, it helps you bounce off. So wouldn't a, a blessing be similar to that? This is, mm-hmm. you know, the, the shed blood of Christ so that we can interact by the Holy Spirit as through the blessing, right, around somebody. Yeah. I mean, beautiful, beautiful opportunity. Yes, please adopt me right now. Yeah. So, Joanne, <laughs> like, where did you, you know, learn about this blessing that you are— giving to your grandchildren. Okay, a little backstory. Legacy Coalition was a group of ministry leaders in the country that became grandparents, retired, became grandparents, and then they were looking for materials um, on grandparenting. Couldn't find any. So they decided to, they had to do something about it. They had to start a ministry in this country to elevate that role of grandparenting and equip grandparents, motivate them. I guess there's 30 million Christian grandparents, of course, estimate, in America. And they said, what if 30 million of us were praying for our grandkids? Wow. And training and discipling them. What a difference it would make in our nation. So they started the Legacy Coalition just six years ago. They've had uh, four summits. This is the fourth that they'll have this October. Okay. To train and equip. And so when is that summit going to be? October 20th and 21st at New Hope Church in New Hope. And uh, Is there another address, web address that other people from around the country can go to to find out? Sure. Because we don't normally yes. promote something just in a right. one town. Mm-hmm. Right. Good call there. Mm-hmm. Um, www.legacycoalition.com. And you will find the summit, which is happening all over the country. I think a hundred different sites mm-hmm. um, or more. And a lot of other really cool ministries. Every Monday night, something called Grand Monday Nights that the Legacy Coalition does. And 
great speakers every week. And you get the, if you register, it's free. And then you uh, get the link on Sunday for Monday night and then a replay link on Tuesday so you can listen to it anytime you want. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I I love about what's happened with this and, um, you know, though we are hosting it, it's 42 different churches in the Twin Cities that are coming together. In our listening family, there'll be two um, churches in Des Moines, one in Wilmer, one in Bismarck, one in Hutchinson, Kansas. Here's the thing. What better way than to see the body of Christ come together, even across denominational lines, to pray for that next generation and that it not even just stop there, but that it would go on to so many different areas. I mean, like God could grassroots some serious things within the body of Christ and even encourage. And, and listen, there's a number of grandparents who are, you know, pulling out their hair who aren't believers and trying to figure out like, okay, well, like what, what do I do? Like my grandchild. And that can be another way of inviting someone or watching online at home, like, because they'll simulcast, I think they'll do a, a play afterwards, where you can invite some grandparents over, have a meal, and say, hey, this is on my heart. And, um, you know, we've grown up with our kids going through sports together. Now we're grandparents. So how about we come? And in that, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to hear about the need to trust Jesus and how sweet it would be for people as an evangelism field to mm-hmm. see grandparents who aren't believers coming to faith in Christ and or becoming more serious about their faith because of something like this. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the beauty of the invitation to mm-hmm. attend? Because, Joanne, I'm looking at you knowing that you have been steeped deeply into mm-hmm. the grandparent movement for several years, and yet you became undone by learning about a blessing last year, right? And so the opportunity to grow mm-hmm. in how we approach the next generation, and the tools that God can give us one year into the next, or even just a reminder. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you have been a grandparent who has been blessing and doing all these things. There'll be something new for you. Joanne, I'd love for you to share maybe a couple of other things you learned um, by participating in the Legacy Coalition. Well, they emphasize praying, and uh, Lillian Penner has been gracious to give us um, a little... Uh, 31 days to pray scriptures. And she also wrote a book. And of course, Legacy has all these books available online, and they'll be at the summit, the resource table there, to purchase. Um, and I have a lot of grandparents that keep this little 31-day prayer, praying scriptures for your grandchildren in their Bible as a bookmark. And they pray a new attribute, uh, characteristic um Concern for a grandchild every day. Mm, I like that. That's really caught on. Um, there's a lot of really cool books that the Legacy has recommended and also makes available that um, are fun books but teach amazing things um, to the grandkids. The one this year, oh, I wonder if I can find it. I don't know. I don't think I can find the name. But it, it talks about wherever you go, Whatever you do, I want you to know. And that's the story then. And and I hear that even teenagers who have had their book read to them have loved it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, you know, one of the stands, you know, standstill moments that happened um, in my wife's family was a few Christmases ago. Um, 
we were having lunch, and as lunch and my grand, my father-in-law Leroy, you know, a man who's few words but substantive words, and he just began to share about growing up and stories of his childhood, and he just shared these things. And guys, there was not a dry eye in that room. And I'm talking, you know, we had all these grandkids of different ages, and there was like literally this holy hush that happened as he shared quietly. And, um, you know, if you ask Tammy about it, she still comes to tears because it was just that powerful Mm -hmm. of something. Again, LegacyCoalition.com. You can go learn more about that. And to all the grandparents listening, uh, what is your parting word of encouragement to them, Joanne? Well, it was an illustration. Um, Have you ever seen a track meet, the 4 by 4 is where you pass the baton to one person and then they go sit down and or the other person, the first runner sits down and that one runs on and gives it to the second person or third person and so on. And the speaker said, you shouldn't, as grandparents, we're passing the baton to our children, the parents of our grandchildren, but we don't go sit down. We run alongside of them, resourcing them, praying for them, handing them water. Wonderful. <laughs> you know, Wonderful. Just being the support that they need to do this incredible task in a very difficult world. Thank you so much. That is all the time we have for the Monday Afternoon Mix. Thank you, Pastor David Miles, Rosie B., and our special guest, Joanne Lundberg. It's been nice having you here in studio. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, Professor and Theologian Ken Samples is going to join me for the hour, and we're going to talk about the I am's in the Bible. That's all next. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.